Good afternoon, I'm Byron Tyler, and we're live today, trying to do as many live shows as I can because they're so fun to do, especially when you get guests like Johanna Cosby, and we're going to introduce you to Johanna in just a moment. But first of all, let's kind of take a look at the forecast. Mostly sunny for the rest of the afternoon. High near 89, still pretty warm out there. Partly cloudy tonight, low down to 68. On Friday, sunny and a high near 89. 70 for a low on Friday night with mostly clear skies. Sunshine, hey, listen, stays in the forecast even on Saturday with a high near 89. So listen, dads and kids, because Sunday's the big mom's day. I suggest maybe you vacuum out mom's car, maybe do a hand wash on the car, fix dinner so after church on Sunday she can come home, have a little bit to eat, and then crash. Take her out to a really nice restaurant after church on Sunday. Maybe put three or four in a hat. Can't put McDonald's or Crystal in there. You're going to have to put some really nice places and let her choose, okay? Anyway, just have some fun with it. Love on your mom. Moms are so great. I love my mom. and She's just about 80 and still works four days a week, and she runs circles around everybody. Also want to say hi to our Facebook friends. Hi, Facebook friends. Glad you're tuned in here. We've already gotten some folks listening and watching on Facebook. Please watch. Please uh, share the uh, the video, if you would, so we can get more people participating. Looking forward to introducing our guest. As I mentioned, we've got Johanna Cosby. It's Joanna R. Cosby, by the way. What's the R for, Joanna? That is my uh, maiden name, Rothschild. Rothschild. Yes. Okay. I like that. Thank you. I like it, too. So tell me about growing up with your family. Tell me about where you, you weren't born here in Memphis. No, right? I wasn't. I was born on uh, Staten Island, New York, and my dad was in show business. He worked for the Metropolitan Opera House. He worked for ABC uh, TV studios and for Broadway. And uh, so I grew up watching... Broadway plays from backstage, watching operas from backstage, and I caught the bug, and I started taking singing lessons, and I started performing, and uh, I wanted to be in music more than anything, so I went to the Institute of Audio Research, became a recording engineer, and then I realized that I didn't want to clean bathrooms and recording studios the rest of my life, <laughs> so I went back to college and got my degree in communications and media studies, and... Um, I came here about 16 years ago, and I was at Hope Church one day, and they said, hey, we're going to build a recording studio. And I said, that's why you wanted me to come to Memphis, Lord. Okay. So uh, at the time, the worship leader was Bruce Carroll, and I bugged him for a year. I kept emailing him and calling him, and finally I walked into his office one day, and I said, hire me. And he said, "Uh, okay, sure. And that was 13 years ago. And uh, so now I'm the assistant director over the recording studio. I work with Matthew Temple. You know, we've got several things in common. I want to to tell just a really quick Bruce Carroll story. Please, yeah. Uh, Because, you know, my radio days go back into, let's see, the uh, late 70s, early 80s when I got into Christian radio. Uh Of course, Bruce Carroll was making records. Yeah, Yeah, he was the guy, really. So back then, we actually had vinyl records that we played our music on the radio. Bruce's had, I try to remember some of the songs, but several 45s. You remember the mm-hmm, 45s? Yep, yep. Sort of the big 33s. Yeah, put the little plastic thing in the middle. Exactly. Put it, yeah. yeah. But so, but you know, we had a special broadcast type turntable we would play for on air. Record companies would give you promotional records. Mm-hmm. So I had a stack of these things. Had them for all these years. My wife and I got married, and we actually traveled as missionaries to Guam. I even took my record collection there and back. And one day she's saying, why don't you just get, you're never going to get rid of those records. They're just taking (laughs) up space. It's dusty. Get rid of all that. There was a couple of Bruce Carroll records that Uh I had. 
And I said, well, maybe I should give these to Bruce Carroll. And she said, he's got plenty of those. Well, one day I was doing an interview right here on this show with mm-hmm. Craig Strickland, who used to be the lead pastor. Mm-hmm. Rufus is listening. Hi, Rufus. Good Hi, to, Rufus. Good to have you out. So anyway, Craig, I told Craig the story, and he said, could I have those? I said, well, sure. So he took them, had them custom framed, and there was actually the artwork and everything, and wow. he gave them to Bruce. And I don't I guess Bruce, I don't know if he kept them or hocked them. Probably hanging them, up in his them. house, knowing but, him. But anyway, uh, come to find out, he did not have any of those records collection so wow. that was really a god thing yeah get a little really closer was. for me that microphone how's that better oh, i'm much sorry better. Yeah. i'm, no, I'm new okay. with this no no you're good okay. but uh so and the other thing was when i and i'm not going i don't want to steal the show Mm-mm. here because i want to but when you mentioned recording engineer uh kingsbury high school local public school has a mm-hmm. vocational center yes and in that when i was going to kingsbury there was the first high school recording class in the nation in the Botech center and there was a multi-track studio that was in the plans to be built, but there was all this bureaucracy in the state, and they wouldn't provide the funding for it. So the students petitioned state education you know, leaders, and finally they released the money. But the idea was the students at the Votech had to actually build. So we worked with the building people, and the all everybody came together. Wow. We had professional workers behind us, yeah. and they built a multi-track studio. That's amazing. And by that time, I wasn't... I wasn't walking with, I didn't know Christ at the time, and I was ready to drop out of school until this program came around, and it redeemed me. And there was a guy by the name of Larry Walcoats who was a head of the recording program there, and Larry actually left there and went to Belmont College and headed the engineering, audio engineering program at Belmont, Uh and I think he just recently retired. But anyway, uh, I wanted to be a record producer and a recording engineer, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs) I got trapped in the radio. Here I am <laughs> on the air. You're getting to do something I've always admired and loved. And, and well, come on over. Watch the watch you guys yeah. do your action. <laughs> I've actually been over to the studio. Yes, you have. And we're going to talk about the Grove, which is a state of the art Memphis recording studio there at Hope, featuring I mean all the latest technology. Mm-hmm. You guys just did an upgrade too, I believe. Yes, we did. So come on by if you want to see our new Raven slate desk with uh, two 27 inch touch screens. It looks like a spaceship in there. It's <laughs> fabulous. I mean, I remember going over to Studio Five, which was Tanner Five, you know Tanner Studio, mm-hmm. but WB Tanner company. I actually worked for them at one time. They had a studio over on um, Poplar, right next to my grandfather's gas station, actually. They did a lot of jingles over there. A guy by the name of Mark Goodman was the engineer, but they had one of those boards that would fill this room right wow, here, you yeah. know. Elvis recorded over there in the studio, and uh, how did I get off on all that? Uh, <laughs> oh, i tell you what I was saying. The technology has changed so much it's because amazing. you've got a computer screen there instead mm-hmm. of all this big analog mm-hmm. board. Now, instead of the big board, you can actually touch the screen. The board is on the screen, and you can just use your fingers right. on the screen to do whatever you need to do. That's amazing. It I really t- is. And one of the reasons, too, we wanted to get together today, Johanna, is because there's a lot of people. Matter of fact, Grover Westover just joined us on Facebook. Grover is uh, a pastor up in Brownsville, Tennessee. But he can play the guitar incredible. He's a bluegrass picker. And he's I got love a band. Bluegrass. Matter of fact, I think on Thursday night, is it Grover? Thursday night or Friday night, right there outside of Casey Jones Village in Jackson, Tennessee, mm. his group gets out and they play bluegrass. You know, people can come and hang around and watch him play. So, Casey Jones Village, Thursday, I think it's Thursday night, mm-hmm. they get together. But, yeah, uh, there's that little radio station right there, there is. next to right, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Mr. Shaw, who owns, I saw him at the NRB this year. We got to get together and do some stuff. But 
I'm just rambling way too much. No, you're not. The producers saying, what are you doing? It's <laughs> just pointing your finger at me. But there are musicians like Grover mm-hmm. and other people who do gospel music or they might do blues or jazz or whatever. They've never had a recording experience or a chance to go into a professional studio. Mm-hmm. And you guys provide that, right? We can provide that. We are one of the most inexpensive, if not the most inexpensive, studio in the area, in the tri-state area, we're only $75 an hour, and that includes the engineer. Wow. And we are open to all genres. We will do any type of music. But keep in mind, we are in a church, so it has to be respectful. Sure. So the, the and that's the whole point. How is there this type of recording studio in a church? I mean, it just it just blows my mind. It was the brainchild of Bruce Carroll. He said, I want to build a studio, state-of-the-art, that anybody can use. And so we had a get in the game campaign and it was completely donor funded. It's a hundred percent paid for and anybody that wants to come use it can come use it. It's incredible. It is. I mean, it's state of the art and, and the environment is, you know, is so the vibe is amazing. Yeah. You got to have it the really vibe is. when you go into I a agree. place like that I and agree. you're trying to record. Now you've done a lot of projects. There's the mm-hmm. list. We can't name everybody. Mm-mm. There's some things that I wanted to highlight too. people who maybe have written a book that want to do an audio copy of their book could go mm-hmm. in the studio and record, do a voice track? Mm-hmm. Actually, and, uh, as a matter of fact, we're doing one next month. So they can come and they can use uh, someone else. They can do it themselves. They can come and just have an audio book for people that are driving for long distances that can't just sit down and read it. Yeah. I mean, we do everything. That's a big thing. And something else, you've done some for special needs too, I believe. I didn't understand what exactly you did. Oh, well, we have um, – we also do – Lessons. The the Grove Music Ministry is comprised of three separate areas, and that's the recording studio, music lessons, and concerts. And we provide music lessons for people with special needs. We have somebody right now taking vocal lessons, and uh, she absolutely loves it. And as a result of it, she has come out of her shell. She's become more vocal. She's become. She's actually started singing in our in our choir as a result of oh, this. What Amazing! Yeah, that is great. It's wonderful. It really is. Uh, some of the folks, I mean, you've had Grammy, Stellar, Dove Award-winning recording artists that have come in. Worship teams, choirs, church mm-hmm. choirs can come in if they're wanting to record. Sure. The uh, the Bellevue Choir came in a couple of years ago to uh, do some overdubs for the Singing Christmas Tree. And we had um, over 100 people in our main tracking room. It was amazing. So you actually accommodate that many people? Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some of the folks that have come in, matter of fact, you and I were talking about a project that St. Jude had a song that somebody wrote in Darius Rucker. That it was one of the most amazing stories we ever received. Um, Brennan, who was seven years old at the time, uh, was diagnosed with uh, a deadly form of leukemia. And he had three bone marrow transplants that just didn't work. Now imagine that. You just... One bone marrow transplant, I'm sorry, it didn't work. One more didn't work. So here they are. They're like, what do we do now? So they said, "Let's gonna, we're going to try a fourth, very rare bone marrow transplant. And I believe it was his mom that was the match. <laughs> and in this time, Dad wrote a song while he was uh, in treatment, and it, and it worked. He went into remission. And so... Uh, they, <laughs> Crazy, I know. And so they uh, they sent it to Darius Rucker, and he heard it, and he said, I have to do this song. And so uh, thanks to GoPro and The Grove and Darius Rucker, uh, the band came in, laid down the tracks, and then uh, Darius came in, and the whole family was there. And so it was the most amazing moment with the dad sitting in his chair, his son Brandon in remission, sitting on his lap. <laughs> 
in the in the control room watching Darius sing the song he wrote. Wow. Excuse me. That's for, okay. For That's his okay. son. And it, there was not a dry eye in the entire studio. I'm wow. telling you, it was amazing. And then Darius came in, and the, the playback was only Darius, the family, and the engineer, which was Kerry Curran, and one of the most amazing engineers. And then they they went to St. Jude later that day and recorded some of the kids. <laughs> so if you can go on YouTube and uh, look up Darius Rucker, Possibilities, St. Jude. I'll Ooh. tell you what. We actually took the song and, and condensed it down. Yay. And why don't we play that okay. right now, go to the studio, play that clip right now. Mm. Bring tissues. So one, two, three. And I've been saying all my prayers at night Waiting on the sun to shine a light And the possibilities, yeah Oh, won't you help us all And those are some of the voices you were talking about. Yeah, those are the St. Jude kids, but uh, y'all got to get on YouTube and watch this video. My favorite line in the song and in the video is, I'm going to fight and I'm going to walk out of this room. And when he sang that, the whole whole place just started crying. It was amazing. It was a miracle. It was, uh, all we can say was all God wow. from start to finish. That is so neat. And uh, again, you want to go watch the video, but uh, we just had a time is not permitting us to play the whole song either. So we, we cut that. But, and and even uh, other, Lamar Hospital, Children's yes. Hospital, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody knows, go, go Jim, go. Jim Jaggers, <laughs> who's, who's a friend of mine, we ran into each other. We were actually uh, at the Delta Fair a couple of years ago, we uh, some of the media have our judges in the food you know competition. Oh wow! And I have judged chili and salad oh. and uh, desserts, brownies and cakes. I'm sorry, Byron. Somebody's got to do this, you know. <laughs> so I I judged uh, the one year, and, and Jim Jaggers and I judged together, and so uh, I think we were judging pies or something oh, that year. Man, Somebody, I'm in the yeah, wrong it's, business. It's, it's just awful, isn't it? Oh, but anyway. Chili's the hardest thing to judge, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> but but uh, so but Jim has his project and mm-hmm. he's been doing it for I don't know how long now, Hi. but for so for so many mm-hmm. years to help raise funds for uh, Lebanon mm-hmm. and uh, Go Jim Go. And so somebody I guess wrote a song for that too. Well, his son Justin Jaggers, who happens to be one of my very talented engineers, uh, every year would get. Memphis musicians to donate their time and we would donate the recording studio and they would create an album and everybody would donate a song and all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds went to Labonner Children's Hospital and one year he decided to do 
a song and make everybody sing on it. <laughs> and there's a great video for that, too, so look that up. got to see but, the video. Hey, yeah. well, we happen to have a clip of that song, too. Oh, awesome. So why okay. don't we play that? Now? Excellent. That is great. It is. That was fun. I mean, some people have to go to their jobs and drudgery and dread those mm-hmm. jobs, but I mean, you get to go have a lot of fun. I don't have to go to work. I get to you go get to work. You get to go to work. That's what I get to do, <laughs> get to work. And that's what's so nice about being here on Bot Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Okay. If somebody has a group or they're interested maybe in recording, how do you do that? What's the first step somebody needs to do? The to first be- thing you can do is email me at Johanna. J-O-H-A-N-N-A dot Cosby, C-O-S-B-Y, at HopeChurchMemphis.com, and I will give you all the information you need, and I'll even get you in touch with one of our engineers. And by the way, we literally have the best engineers in the city. Sorry, but uh, we John, do. is he still doing work John Dollahite's still there. Yeah. We have Marquis Walker, DJ Pruitt. I mean, you just yeah. go on and on and on. And I, what's so cool about this is that, you know, we talk about the Memphis music scene, you know, and just the history of Memphis music. And for there to be this influence through the church, mm. you know? I mean, that's where music was birthed out of originally was the church. So why can't some of the best music being produced today come out of the church? You know what? I mean, that's a great word. I mean, it truly is. Mm-hmm. Think about mm-hmm. God who created. And uh, hey, there's something else we, we can't leave the show without talking about. You know uh, how much I love your husband, Danny. Mm-hmm. And Danny's I watching and listening right now. And uh, and so and he's been here. Matter of fact, he's he we he brings his guitar. You didn't bring your guitar no, today. No, I'm sorry. I leave that all to him. But Danny sometimes sings. But you know the story of Danny Cosby is so powerful. You know mm. his dad. I interviewed you know, years before or before. Actually, Danny, I guess was still in prison, and, wow. and and he was telling me, "Would you pray for my son while he's in prison?" And his dad, you know, is like uh, does his job is working with inmates that have drug addictions. Mm-hmm. And, and there's he, his son in prison because his, of a drug addiction. And that's his son. Yeah. God has a sense of humor sometimes, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Wow. And, and also, you know, Danny was actually listening to this radio station while he was in prison, which is just so <laughs> ironic. And so we do have people in prison who listen, which I'm so thankful for. Mm. But I don't know if I know how you and Danny met. Was it at Hope? It was at Hope. Um, I walked into choir practice and I saw a new guy sitting there and I did a triple take and it was hard to concentrate singing praise out and I, but, um, we started, uh, praying next to each other. Bruce always insisted that we pray and they, and they still do, uh, before the services. And we just kept looking at each other and then he was singing behind me and I was like, Oh Lord, please keep my eyes forward. And, um, we started talking and three weeks later was our first date. And seven months later, he proposed at a 
surprise birthday party that I had for him. <laughs> I was like, no fair. What was it? Was that the Southern Charm that he turned on? What was it? It was when I, well, he was really cute when I first saw him, but then he told me his testimony. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. And then I had my own story of um, pain and, and hardship and trying to get through that storm. And uh, we we clicked. And since then, God has been at the center of the marriage. And that is the, that's the secret. And what are some ways God has blessed you? Talk about your family. Uh, my son is uh, 18. He's graduating Germantown High School next week. And most of the time, he likes Danny better than me. <laughs> Danny got him into playing drums and, and tennis. And he was that spiritual, godly man that was needed so much in his life. And he's done an amazing job with that. And he'll be going to college next year. And so Danny and I are going to be empty nesters. And I have no idea what to do with that. <laughs> oh, my. Well, you have to come spend more time over okay. here. You and Danny yeah. together, you know. And he'll bring his guitar. They, listen, he's always welcome to bring his guitar. He knows that. But together, not only through the Grove Music Ministry and the studio work you're doing, I mean, together, talk about some of those ways that he's opened up doors for you to minister together. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we, we actually go into the prisons together. And uh, Danny puts on the concerts uh, for the inmates, and he uh, just tells them his story. And I'm usually you know, handing out pie or shaking hands or something like that. But we also go downtown. People donate food and clothing to us. So we go downtown literally and just walk out of the car and start talking to the people under the bridge by um, Poplar and Danny Thomas. There are people that live under there. And uh, I never, I mean, I saw them. But Danny made me aware right. of them. And so we do that a lot together. Um, practically once a week we're down there doing that. Something you said a moment ago, Johanna, is so powerful. You talked about the pain in your own life. Mm. you know. And I can't help but think there's people listening to us right now that are walking and living in some real deep pain. You know, mm. you know, Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor, you know, and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You know, we're so often carrying these these loads ourselves, and and he's there. I mean, he wants to take it, you know? He wants to take it, and sometimes we don't want to give it to him. Sometimes we're angry at him. I know I was angry at him for a long time. My uh, daughter, 11-month-old daughter, had passed away in, uh, in an accident back in 2002, and I was angry for a very long time, and uh, and I still do. But uh, a pastor told me, you know what? It, it, it's okay. He can he can handle it. He's your dad. He's your father. And and I had this vision of me back on Staten Island, sitting on my dad's lap, with my head on his shoulder, watching Star Trek. And I hated the show, but I loved my dad. Yeah. So now, whenever I get angry, I think of myself crawling up on my heavenly daddy's yeah. lap and going, "I am so upset at you." And he he says, "It's okay. I can take it." Because if you look at your own child, if your child, if you do something, if your child does something to you, you're not going to stop loving no. your child. I didn't like what you did, but you know what? I still love you. So when I get angry at him, I still know that he's going to be there when I'm done being angry. And um, Danny helps me a lot with that. My son helps me a lot with that. And uh, he's turned into this drum banging, tennis playing, NFL, wanting to work for homeless feeding, amazing young man of God who knows the word better than his mother. Um, I'm a little embarrassed to say that, but hey, you know. You know, anytime you see your children exceed, especially when they mm. succeed in the things of the Lord, you know, it's just, <laughs> I mean. You can't help but be proud. Oh, my goodness, totally, you know, and looking at this future 
that arrow that's being getting ready to be shot out. No telling how God's going to use him. You know, I'm still freaking out though because I'm not ready to let I know. him go. Well, to mom. So, hey, Liz, is there anything that you want to go ahead and make sure that your husband and your son know that you'd like to do for Mother's Day? I just don't want to cook. I just want to sit and be with my the two of them and our dogs and not have to do anything. Did That's you it. hear that, Danny? You're in charge, buddy. <laughs> you, you, you and your son are in charge to make that happen. He's putting a lot of thumbs up on the, on the screen they right now. They are both amazing at the grill, so that's what I want. Just, just oh, grill something. Yeah, well, listen, I hope you have the happiest Mother's Day. Thank you so much, Johanna. This my is pleasure. great. Thank you for having me. I'm I was exci- really nervous. You know no, I was. Well, oh, my gosh. But you can't. You did so great. Didn't Thank you. you do great, listeners? <laughs> you know, all of our friends on Facebook, Thank too, you. that are watching. Uh, millions and millions of people are watching. You did so great. <laughs> and uh, we're so thankful that you took time to join us today. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for getting me over my fear and for making me very comfortable sitting here. You were right, honey. You were right. He's <laughs> he's great at what he does. <laughs> well, God bless you. Thank God you bless so you. much. Thank you. Well, listen, if friends want more information about The Grove, the, the State of the Art Studio, what should they do? What's the website? Thegroveathope.com. And the studio is located at 8500 Walnut Grove Road in Cordova. And so you're encouraged to stop by. And can they, people take a tour, call you for a tour? Most definitely. Yeah. I love showing that thing off. Awesome. Come on. And, okay. you know, even after church, if you want, come to church, get your Jesus on, and, and come check out the studio. I love it. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. This live program today, Johanna Cosby is doing a great job with us. <laughs> Thanks for everybody watching on Facebook and listening to AM640 and FM100.7, and also in our live stream, too, that have been joining us. I'm Byron Tyler. Hey, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.